Today's episode of the Sleepers Podcast is brought to you by the Sleepers. Yes, the Sleepers are the only entity stupid enough to sponsor their own podcast. In fact, I paid myself $100 to do this ad read right now, which means Carter gets 50% of that. Carter, check your phone right now. You just received a $50 Venmo from me. I am not kidding, my friend. Good morning. I can't believe you actually just sent me a $50 Venmo. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning to you, man. How we doing? The cut looks good. Thank you. Yeah, I got a. I've been wearing a hat for a minute on uh, on sleepers episodes because I've been in barber limbo. I've been a free agent for a new barber uh, and found one on IG. And let's just say I'll, I'll be back. Okay, because the cut is hitting. Uh, I'm feeling great right now. It's a scary place to be, barber limbo, especially if you've listened to your previous thoughts on barbers. How is the conversation? I'm more concerned about that than the haircut. Like, do we have good chemistry here? Do we have good vibes? Yeah, we do. He's a younger dude. Uh, you know, he's got a nice little shop, a uh, little one-seater shop, you know, good vibes, artwork, TV. We had some gunna blast and while I was getting the cut, it was it was the vibes were there and the cut was pristine, absolutely immaculate. I'm feeling great. Did he make you miss your ex? Uh no, he didn't. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. No, I meant like ex barber. You get it. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't know because I think the best part about it is like this dude is a little bit younger. My other barber was like so old. He was like not so old. I'm sorry. He was old school. Like he wrote everything down in his like notebook that he's had for 50 plus years. He like wrote all everything down, like appointments getting crossed up. I just needed some, I needed some more modern technology used in this. I made my appointment online. Paid online. I showed up, got my cut. He took his time, no rushing. Just, and I mean, and the results are just absolutely immaculate. I'm gonna be doing this a lot this episode. For everyone's watching on YouTube, there's gonna be left turn, right turn happening <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, and I can't let you do this to me. So I am getting a cut about 45 minutes after this episode ends. Now Where keep in mind, my cut is from Sports Clips. So. Uh, <laughs> Are we, at least making, are we at least making some type of steps? Are we gonna pick a? Are we gonna pick one person at sports clips? I'll see who's working. I mean, I'll probably go in the app. I'll go in the app and see like who's who's available today. And if I remember the name, I got a couple names. I got two names I remember that did a good job. So for Christmas this year, no bullshit. I'm getting you like a like a membership to some some salon or barber out there, and you're gonna go to them for at least six months, and okay. it's gonna change your life. We'll see how it goes. Uh, good, <laughs> good episode yesterday. Fun time. Uh, 25 comments to get to today. And then we have uh, some, I think, fun topics today. Maybe first time topics for us on this show. Not doing the old repetitive. We're talking about the same teams over and over again. We heard the feedback. You want some different teams, some different topics. So we're going to give that a try. We're going to talk some Team USA. Uh, there's a Big Ten team that is slept on by me specifically that we're going to break down and then um finally after that we are going to go to the third topic that i just completely forgot about right now oh the detroit lions that's on brand i'm forgetting about the lions like everybody usually does but not this year because the lions look great but first 25 topics today carter from reese williams he says keep up the great work guys you are an everyday listen and appreciate all the great insights thank you reese that means a lot We all know the first quarter to half of a season with Izzo is beyond frustrating as he tinkers with rotations. Do you see a world where that is less frustrating this year simply due to the depth on the roster? 
uh, maybe a little bit less frustrating, but it's still definitely going to be some level of frustration with some of maybe the lineup combinations that are out there. But, you know, like I always say, like I mentioned before, him having that depth, him having all those tools in his toolboxes. I haven't used that phrase in a couple of episodes. It feels good to bring it back out. He's, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be like, oh shit, I got to watch the certain players of the world get on the court. Like there's going to be talent on the court with who's on this roster. So it'll be a lot less frustration, but you best believe we might get a like Xavier Booker at the three, Culver at the four, Carson Cooper at the five lineup and Sissoko being a swing two or something like we could get some stupid shit like that. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be less frustrating. I think if you look back historically, the teams that I have had the biggest complaints with as far as rotations go for Tom Izzo have been his most talented teams and his deepest teams. And this is up near the top. Like if you made a chart where the X axis is talent and the Y axis is uh, depth, this team is in the upper quadrant in both. So yeah, that opens the door for like, why is he playing Jackson Kohler more than he's playing Xavier Booker? Why is he playing Trey Holloman and not Jeremy fears? Uh, It just is a highly likely outcome. And look, Michigan state fans will probably criticize my criticisms of it. I'm no stranger to that relationship. Uh, But we're also, I will say, Car, I think if there is a criticism coming from us or from me this year, it's going to be that he's not playing the freshman. It won't be anything he's doing with like starters, really. I don't think like I'd be fine if he cycles in and out the guards, even as good as they are. Like you just need two of those guys on the floor at once. Uh, center's a revolving door. My biggest complaint is going to be like if Jeremy Fears is playing five to eight minutes a game, I'm going to be mad if. Uh, there's random wings playing more minutes than Malik Hall. I'm going to be upset. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Seal Wah says, didn't know I needed Greg singing Drake, but it's truly life-changing. Also, I need y'all starting five Big Ten coaches and their positions to win Cart's Men's League Championship. Um, first of all, I, I did listen back to that because I wanted to hear how stupid we sounded when we were trying to find the Drake song. It's kind of funny listening to us try to solve that. Credit to us for solving it also. Like, that was a nice little tag team effort there. Yeah, for all my dogs. Uh, we figured it out, though. I already have I, – I have the easiest starting five for the men's league. First of all, you have Hoiberg at the three. That's our star player, too. Hoiberg's at the three. Give me Holtman at the one. Give me Jawan at the five. Um, At the four, give me Brad. Give me Enforcer. Give me, give me Underwood. And then at the two – um, ah, that's a tough one. At the two, give me no, give me Willard. Give me Willard at the two. Okay, Willard seems like the most cardio ready <laughs> of a lot of the available options. <laughs> um, Why are we fat shaming on this podcast? We're not fat. Sh- I'm just saying. Uh, I, like I was gonna, I was gonna throw Painter out. Painter played in college, and well, I'm sure all these guys probably played in college, but I know Painter had a pretty decent playing career. Uh, but might not might not want him in the five, just saying. I don't know. Willard looks more game ready than that. I like that group. I think you're right that Hoiberg's the star. Brad at the four is like, I wonder what Brad's game is actually like. Like, is he Dane Danger? Is he like Marcus Smart in a big body? Like I don't I feel like he's like, I don't know, anger management, Colby Walden. 
I think that's we have a different perception of Brad's capabilities on a basketball court. We might Brad's, go, Brad's we went to the facility. Brad's going like five miles a day. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't see Colby Wallman going five miles a day. Wait, so you're saying like Brad is like Joey Joseph Jamal? I think Brad has a motor and he's more like a guard in a big body. Like, I I think. He might be Draymond. We'll see. I need to see Brad Hoop. Let's get a, a key to the gym and make it happen. Richard Blake says, you guys have probably covered this before. I'm curious how long you've known each other and how you guys met. Keep up the good work. You want to take that one, Cart? Yeah, so the initial meeting uh, happened because I went to college and I was teammates and roommates with Zach Kurth. Uh Shout out to my boy, 45% career shooter from three. has a ratchet. Uh, he went to high school with Greg. He was my roommate. A lot of the times, like during breaks and something like that during school, I would like to go to Lansing because uh, I live near the metro Detroit area. It's a lot farther than Lansing. And the way my parents were in the household, it was like a war zone. It was like it was like, uh, you know, military style home. Can't leave the house when the streetlights come on type stuff. So I wanted some freedom. I had that freedom in Lansing. Did you I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you just Johnny Manziel yourself? Like, I don't know. You haven't seen the doc. I don't know. I've seen the doc. I, I won't spoil too much, but Manziel invented a fake narrative that his family came from oil money just so he could like make illegal money like that. All that shit's not true. Did you just invent a fake narrative about your family that you had a military style upbringing that is totally not true? No, I'm saying no. I, when I say military style, I mean, there, there were strict, strict rules in my household. Like there was no. Like I didn't like get to, you know, go out and just go out and do things like it was very strict in my household growing up just for that, me. Though. Seriously? Yeah. Swear to God. I the, I can't believe that based on the you that I was introduced to three months removed from high school. <laughs> exactly, my friend. So I would yeah, there were a lot of Manziel comparisons. Let's just say that. <laughs> All right. Relax, relax, relax. So <laughs> so I meet Greg, obviously typical guy shit like you start talking about sports start talking about hoop you find a way to be friends it went beyond that we started talking a little bit of drake talking hoop all of a sudden we stayed in contact for some reason not really you know can't really go back to the origin but hey you know when when, when bros hit it off they hit it off and we've been boys ever since to be honest yeah i remember the night that we were introduced to each other um, was like a Christmas break party, I think, or something. Yeah. You know, you get all dressed up and you, you're going to go drinking for a night, whatever. My now wife was there. Your now wife was there, um, which is also convenient. That's a big part of our friendship is that our wives get along pretty well. Yes, that's huge. Um, so I remember the night, the things I remember the night we met were like, we were boying up playing like, what college did this player go to? Oh, yeah. Consistent Classic. I, I was like, wait a second. He's as good at as me at that. That's normally I kill everybody in this game. Um, two, I remember I was freestyling. Like it was during my rap phase. So the people were having me freestyle. Uh, and I remember after I freestyled, you were like really showing me a lot of love after that. And I felt cool that you were appreciative of my rap skills. So then from the, I remember leaving the night we hung out, like the next morning hung over. I remember telling my wife, well, I don't care what happens in my life. Carter's going to be in my wedding which at the time was a joke, but then it turned out it was true. And now here we are running a successful business together. I mean, what a special story. There's nothing like friendships that start when you're naming where Lamar Odom went to college. If you would have told us that night when we were playing that game, that one day we would be like interviewing Chris Holtman together, <laughs> if we would be like, what is going There's on? There's no way. 
Uh, Ulamog says, you guys should set up an exclusive Discord for YouTube members. I think the community would be into an open chat room to talk shop and interact with the sleepers. To incentivize commenters joining, you could run an exclusive fantasy football league for those that contribute. Bottom line, I think people will pay for access to sleepers and a discussion forum. I love this idea on paper, Ulamog. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'll just like kind of date myself here. I'm pretty good with all like random apps and technology shit. Like I got to run that for all my jobs with Field of 68 and Dimers and everything. I don't understand Discord. I just straight up don't get it. I've had to do a little bit of it for Dimers. I don't understand why people like it. So if, if that's something people would want from us, I'm happy to figure it out and do it but it's very foreign to me as like uh, a platform. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually open to doing it as well, but also at least in my experience with discords and people who like have discords, there's usually like a person who runs a disc, like there'd be a person who ran the sleepers discord. So if there's anybody who's really good with that and, you know, could actually make it a good product. I'd definitely be open to it. It could get kind of dangerous. I mean, if I'm on a Discord and someone throws in a chat, like I'm throwing a donation for five dollars if Carter shows his feet, like I'm showing my feet. But like, I'm, I'd be down to do that. I should have sent you fifty-five dollars so I can get a feet pick from Carter Elliott. No, I want to pick my feet right now. I need a, I need a pedicure bad. Um, but yeah, I we're on to something here. We just got to flesh out exactly what it is. I think it's clear people are interested in something additional for us that would allow them to support the show. And we should probably figure it out soon, like before college football soon, because we do want to bring back the college football, like weekly write-ups we would do where anyone who like subscribed to the free sleepers newsletter in the past knows what that looks like. It's just basically us being funny, but in written form with some gambling mixed in. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to figure something out. If that is discord, let us know if people are interested in that, keep commenting and telling us that, and we can make it happen. Steve Dunn says, I totally understand how good Purdue should be this year, but am I crazy for thinking everyone will be waiting to give Edie and company their best shot and we'll end up with eight to 10 losses by March. That program seems to run best when they're not getting this much love. I think you're right about the program. Uh, maybe being a little better when they're under the radar last year, like they weren't a preseason top 25 team. Everybody laughed at their freshman backcourt and then they were number one in the country a month later year before when they had Ivy and Travion, it was kind of rocky, even though they were a really good team. Uh, car, this feels right up your alley with your prediction that Purdue might not care about the regular season as much this year. Yeah, I do. And I think a lot of it carries the narrative. Like I mentioned before, is that it's, Oh, there's, it's always Purdue so good, but they're not doing it in March. Purdue's so good, but Painter hasn't got them to this point. There's always that but about like where they're going. And I feel like that's going to be the main focus. And, you know, I don't really know if that happens in college athletics as much. I, I kind of want to make that a theory, but I guess that's more so a professional thing. Like teams don't necessarily put as much into the regular season because they want to do things in the playoffs. Don't know if that happens as much in college. Uh, maybe with like lower conference teams, like just kind of sleepwalking through, I don't know, like the American or something. But I can see a world where they don't take it at, or maybe not take it as seriously, but don't take as much to heart if the Big Ten regular season doesn't go as well. I think they're really focused on how far they can go in March. Can I go off on a 45-second painter tangent here quickly? You know, I think when we started this pod, I think we made that like rule or commandment seven that if you want to go off on a tangent, for 45 seconds, you do not have to ask me. It's basically just a heat check, right? Give me the ball, get out of the way on pain yeah, for a I'm second. That, so 
Okay, we've talked about Purdue a lot. It's clear I'm driving the bandwagon for Purdue this year, and that's the opposite of where I was at the end of last year with them. I get it. That's fine. I just am really confused why nationally nobody's like taking them seriously as a title threat, and mostly why like Twitter communities and just fans of other Big Ten teams are like kind of laughing off Purdue, like, ah, whatever, they have no chance. That's bullshit. The biggest criticism of all of this has been, it's Painter. He can't do it in March. I'm totally fine with that. Like he needs to prove it. I get that. I still am confident he will, because if you remove the whole concept of March, anyone in the profession would tell you Painter's one of the best coaches there is like the offensive shit. He runs his schemes, his staff, anything he does, like he is operating at a top 10 coach in the country level. He just hasn't had the run in March, except for the fact he almost did have the run in March. And I get that almost doesn't matter, but if Virginia doesn't hit a miracle shot, Purdue's already made a final four and we can't do any of this with Painter. Okay. So all that said, I had a tweet like a week ago where it was a bunch of Michigan state fans being like, but LOL it's Painter. Painter has the same number of NCAA tournament wins as Tom Izzo going back like eight years. And I get that's a very specific set of criteria. If I went back nine years, then it has an, another Izzo run. Okay? I get that. The point of doing that is to show how far you have to go back just to see an advantage for a coach that everyone views as magical in March versus a coach that everyone says they won't touch. He's been operating at the same level. Even given all of these losses where we think Purdue's disappointed, Purdue has operated as good as the best coach in the Big Ten has in March. So everybody breathe. Uh, stop slandering Matt Painter. I don't buy it. I hope this year is the year because he's a really good coach. I see that you have written a zero on a notepad cart. Number of Final Fours you've been to. There's the last five seconds of your 45-second tangent. Thank you very much. And that's just such a lazy analysis from uh, your fan base, which you are a leader of. So congrats. I appreciate it. Let's move I on. Not a leader of that fan base. <laughs> you absolutely. Well, yeah, I guess you didn't get the thy shadows invite. So maybe I shouldn't use that word. Uh, okay. Thank you for the comment, Steve. Jared golf says, can we get a drunk scouts vid this season? That would be fire. Do you miss drunk scouts cart? Uh, I, it was fun during the time, but I don't think people realize low key. I was hurting the day after drunk scouts and we do it. We might've changed the rules. So for those that don't know, drunk scouts was a series that we did two summers ago. I think we did one last summer too. Um, and it was really fun. It, I thought it was one of our better things. Like at the time it was doing more views than a lot of our videos. And the premise was essentially drunk history meets NBA draft scouting we would do it in the summer leading up to the NBA draft. We would watch a full game of one player. And we had a very specific set of criteria where when they scored, we had to take a sip. If they hit a three, we had to take a shot, all this stuff. We got super drunk doing this. And then by the end of the video, we would like give it 30 minutes. And then once we're drunk, answer a set of like prompts that were pretty funny and ended in some hilarious moments and comparisons. We did a Cade Cunningham one. We did Max Christie uh, you can go back on the channel and watch all of them if you want to. They're hilarious. It was really hard, especially on me, because I have to edit that and I wouldn't edit it the night we recorded because I'd be too drunk. So I'd have to the next day when super hungover, go all the way back through. And there was like when we recorded these, we would have like seven hours of footage. So I would have to go back and cut 99% of it and watch it all and relive the drunk idiot moments. And like, 
half of the time, like we'd be like totally off script from what we're trying to talk about, just like telling each other how much we love each other. So <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Nobody ever saw that, but the end product was great. Uh, all that said, now that I'm a father, pretty hard to logistically do. Maybe something I would be talked into doing for like a paid community though, Cart. Like if we did do like a Patreon or something and that's content people were interested in, like, okay, once once a month you get that, I could be talked into it. Go go back and watch go back and watch the drunk scouts on the channel and let us know if that's something that you know would be like some exclusive content. Cause I will say the last 30 minutes of Drunk Scouts was always, you know, definitely special comparing what was it, what what animal Cade Cunningham could Cade Cunningham beat a group of like 10 giraffes? There were some stupid questions in there. I don't know. Yeah, we the prompts were like, what animal is this player? Um who would win in a fight like or would would you want this guy on your side during a fight yes or no it was pretty funny we did jabari smith too don't watch that one because we i think we said jabari smith was going to be kd or jason tatum and uh, <laughs> there's still some time there brandon skalski says first off big shout out to cart's use of behoove also the purdue hive is alive and well choo choo mfers but I think more so than the scrimmage, the games in Europe will give us a better feel for how this team might perform, except for the fact that it's all without Edie. Greg, don't let Cart's disdain keep you from pushing the Purdue hype into the stratosphere. Brandon, I will not, uh, evidenced by the rant I just went on while Cart totally tried to shrug it off. Thank you for the comment, Brandon. It's good to see you in here. Aiden Tree says, with on threes ranking updates, neither of Michigan's guys made the top 150. Are they going to land an impressive prospect in 24? And what does it mean for the program if they don't? Should I take this one since it's my team? Yeah, I, I I should. But just to give my thoughts, they're not really in the lead for anybody in 24 currently, are they? Like, not that I know of. I okay. mean, the Juwan's whole thing, which is a little frustrating to watch play out. He, I don't think he ever really does lead in these high profile recruitments, but he gets in all of them. Like it, and you don't get points, right? It doesn't matter if you get listed in the final four for Flory Badunga, like that means nothing when he commits to Duke in three days, but he's trying and I don't give him credit for trying because it's dropped off from, he was landing two of them per year, his first two seasons to now he has full recruiting classes that are completely empty um, because he can't land them. So I do, he's pivoted a little bit, right? Like this last class, he didn't land any elites, so they have no class. And then they had to add George Washington late. At least next year, it's like, okay, we have Christian Anderson and Brooks. Like, they're in the class, even if you don't like them. Like, they're not going anywhere right now. Um, but I I think it's scary because I think Jawan Howard... Jawan's not recruiting, like, a guy who's going to be here long. <laughs> I'll say that. And he's, he's swinging for the fences and missing, and I don't know where that leaves Michigan. Leaves him in a tough spot. Yeah, it's also a little bit concerning as far as, like, the positions, I guess he's uh, uh, the positions he's recruiting. Um, to me, like Christian Anderson is going to be a point guard who needs the ball in his hand, correct? Or are you going like really super small backcourt? I don't think you can go like that's way too small. You can't go Doug and Christian Anderson in the backcourt. No, but I th it's kind of like like okay, you're bringing in Fears as like Akins as a junior, right? Or Fears as Hogarth's okay. there. Like it's one of those like he's the next guy that you would hope Christian Anderson plays after Doug leaves. But yeah, but I mean, I, you know, I don't. I hate to do this. I really do, only because it's not as easy as it sounds on paper. But like, if you're Jawan, if you're a Michigan coach, are you not going across the country 
to the best two guards and you're like, I have 30 minutes for you at the two if you want it next season. I think he's trying. Like, he just can't. Is he trying? I do think he's, I mean, he's in all these recruitments for the most part. Like, you look at the guys he's offered, the guys he's Obviously, I got to educate myself on the actual offer list for him. But that, I mean, that would literally be my, be my pitch. I got 30 for you next season. Yeah, I think he's still, he's heavily involved in watching. I won't name names, but like he, he's watching and offering a lot of the elite recruits in every class that he's recruiting. They're just not seriously considering Michigan. That's the problem. And, um, I don't. I think some of the the shine has worn off of wanting to play for Juwan Howard. Everything all right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm good. My wife texted me and said, "Any chance I have bad news? I need my computer. Keep keep going. I got to put this computer charger outside the door of the room." All right. Let's move on to some comments here. Uh, from Gavin Booher says, "Greg with an absolutely out of po- pocket pause moment in the Field of 68 Indiana video." around 1220-ish, you know I clipped that shit. I'll be honest, Gavin, I didn't go back and watch it because I was scared after I saw your comment. Um, I do remember, I remember recording one of those. It was probably that one and like being like, damn, I can't believe I just said that. And Goodman didn't call me out on it because it's Goodman. But um, yeah, thanks for pointing it out. Not going to go back and watch it. I have, don't worry, Greg, I got the clip. Gavin sent it to me. Oh, great, lovely. Clayton, uh is in the comments with a couple comments here he said loved the envy yesterday of comments regarding only talking about three teams but you're spot on Illini provides content hashtag Illini drama and these two are michigan michigan state fans carter's grittying in the background uh clayton goes on to say love my son put you on blackhawk down worth a watch i think you'll enjoy i need your venmo so i can get an intro spot does sleepers media still have a venmo i think it does yeah we do so venmo at sleepers media yeah, uh, let me double check that. But yes, there you go, Clayton. Yeah, <laughs> that's, maybe absolutely. that's what we should do. If it, it, are we charging ten bucks for an intro ad read? Just line them up. It, oh, we can literally treat you know like cameo. Yeah, the episodes can be like cameo. All you got to do is just Venmo at Sleepers Media, and you can we will make it happen. Yeah, we do got it. All right, so Venmo, Venmo, ten bucks, and we will uh, open an episode one by one. At some point, we'll get to it, and there you go. That's the that's the price point. I like that. That's fun. Uh, your master knows all. Says you should make the show live so people can live comment or make Riley Fridays live commenting. What do you think about something live? Yeah, someone watching something live at nine a.m. on a Friday. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I feel like we need the right time of day and it would probably have to be afternoon or night which is is, is tough on parent like, yeah. i will i will say this you know to be to actually go live on youtube you gotta have like a certain amount of like uh like watch time and subscribers and things like that we do meet that threshold so if we do want to go youtube live you know i've seen the the ability to do that when i check our youtube stats and things like that i feel like that comes back to the people want the sense of community. Maybe like, I think people are starting to remember the names of some commenters that are frequent here, which is fun. And they want to interact with each other. So uh, yeah, we could, we could make that happen. I've wanted to do something sleepers live for like a game in the past. Like, can we live comment a game? We've thought about like trying to work with playback or something on that. Um, So if people want that, let us know. Uh, We hear you. Your master knows all fam says as a Spartan fan who prefers to see things at a practical level with high standards for the program. I think cart's been spot on with all his takes on the squad. 
Cormac was mid at best and had a bad attitude, ran from the grind. Brooks leaving is like getting mad Marvin Clark left. I was mad Marvin Clark left, by the way. People forget <laughs> Tum Tum was recruited over Jamal Murray for Izzo, living off the final four run, his always positive energy. What he deserves shine on is the players he's leaned into. It was early on Aikens last summer, defended Tyson in his low moment, moments, never wavered on Henny. Uh, that's just a guy who knows ball and holds the program to a high standard as he should. I mean, pretty spot on, I would say. I would even say that sticking by, the, I would throw in Joey Jamal to that as well. So I feel like he really stuck by him when he was struggling, and he might have been the only person that stuck struck by him, stuck stuck by him besides me, to be honest. And you, I'll give you credit for that. You've always been a, yeah. a Joseph Jamal truther, but I mean, yeah, it's kind of spit. Did we really recruit Tom? Tom? Jamal Murray wasn't coming to state. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I believe that too. But yeah, uh, I no think way. at the at the time he was acting like he might. The other one was Tyler Ulis. I remember Ulis was like a big yeah. Michigan State quote unquote miss at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, man, must be fun to be a fan of a Tom Izzo led program. I mean that genuinely. There's no shade for me on that. I'm <laughs> jealous. Kevin Deaton says, got to go at Greg a little bit for walking back to Kentucky is better than Kansas thing. Unfortunately, I think you're probably right, though. But I will say this. I feel like the whole old teams win in this era of college basketball is a little overblown. I know it's technically true, but everybody's old. So old teams win and old teams also fail. Nobody's been trying it with a bunch of young players. Kentucky hasn't even had a bunch of freshmen like this for several years now. Do you think the old thing is overblown, Cart? The reason I don't think it's overblown is because it's not just old. Well, I guess with Kansas, it ain't just old. It's old, talented, and well-coached. That's the trifecta. They got all three of those. And I think that as far as across the teams of the country, they are the team that has, you know, I guess the highest caliber in all three of those categories to me. It's Because, I mean, they're definitely – in today's college basketball world, that is true. It's a lot of old guys, a lot of old players. That's the way it's going to be probably for a couple more years with how COVID years work out and things like that before it kind of steadies out and gets back to normal, I guess. But it's the combination for me which makes Kansas so dangerous. Yeah, I, I just feel like we saw the old thing with our own eyes. And you're right, a lot of teams are old, so that means a lot of teams lost. But like specific examples for me, like – San Diego State had no business beating Alabama in the tournament last year, but Alabama's best players were all dudes who had rarely ever been in the NCAA tournament or had never been and were 18 years old. And San Diego State literally started four 24-year-old guys. Like, that's it's just different. Um, I think the same thing could be said about some of Miami's wins on their way. Like, they had a bunch of dudes who had played a lot of college basketball on that team. And they were playing teams that had a few freshmen mixed in. I still love Kentucky for the record, but I just think I was I was way out of pocket for saying Kentucky's better than Kansas. I was really skeptical of Kansas's shooting. And quite frankly, Dewan Harris's first two scrimmage box scores terrified me because my my stance all summer was Dewan Harris is going to be the guy. He's going to take the jump. And then his first two games in the summer, he was 0 for 3 and 0 for 4 from the floor. So I'm like, okay, he hasn't taken a jump. He's the same guy. Fast forward, he goes for 25 on 14 shots. Like, okay, now I'm starting to see things I wanted to see from Kansas. So thanks for the comment, though, Kevin. Uh, Grant Total says, or Grant Odell says, can we get Coleman back on the pod? Also, Illinois hates Iowa because they shit talk our corn. We would love to get Coleman back on the pod. I don't know how Coleman feels about us these days. I think he likes, in my eyes, I wake up every day saying that Coleman likes us. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to live in that reality, too. We did also like dap up with him in the Illinois locker room when we were there, and he seemed to recognize us and not have any animosity towards us. But um, and yeah, he said, I, and he said I look tall. He did say that, too. I would love that. Coleman would, would absolutely love to get you or at least like maybe we'll go to media day or something and uh, like actually talk to Coleman and get some content with him. Yeah. And corn, uh, you were shit talking. I was corn, as was I also. <laughs> There's nowhere to be found. Actually, weren't we shit talking Nebraska's corn? Weren't we in Iowa saying like Nebraska's corn was overrated? But the thing is, it was like we travel between the two states. So it's really like the corn is not even any of theirs. Like there's no corn in Iowa City. There's no corn in Lincoln. There's corn along the highway that goes between the two. If that's what they're claiming as the corn like, center of the earth, I'm just not buying it. I shouldn't have to travel that far to see corn. The first corn I saw in Nebraska was on the damn graduate hotel wallpaper. It was also December 14th. <laughs> We didn't realize there is no corn in winter, and everybody was like, "What? What do you want from us?" Okay, that is a fact. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a fact. Clayton's back. He says he saw Brock had six assists, zero turnovers, ten points. I think a line I would take that line at this point. I think Iowa got a sleeper with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, Illinois would take anybody shaped like a point guard that can pass the ball. <laughs> like they need that desperately. Miles eight seven one one says I'd pay for Cart's men's league tape. Is that part of the offer? Like, if we were going to paywall some stuff, could we get full Carter Men's League games available? That'd be fine, but I'm institutionalizing anybody who pays money to see that. <laughs> right, and I'm judging you. But logistically, we could do it, right? Uh, yeah, we could, actually. Okay. We're, we're going to need to think about that. And, and I, I'm not going to forget this. At one point when Greg has some actual free time because he's the hardest working man in sports content business, I'm going to send him some clips. And he said he would put together a little highlight tape for me. And I'm ready for that now. Like you, you don't need to wait on that. Ready? Send me that right can, after the show. Can you promise me you'll put some good tunes on there? Yeah. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. Like if I open up my, if I open up the highlight tape and I hear ocean eyes by Billie Eilish, even though it's a great song. Okay. Gotcha. I, f- I feel like you're coming at me for like generic white people music right now, but we've, We've had enough like road trips that you should respect my music taste. Like I, I know when to turn the white music on versus when to just like good music. That's true. You do have the the keen ability to like play some hits, but then out of nowhere be like, "Hey, don't get too comfortable." Here's Charlie on a Friday, and it's heat, and right. there's Rockies and Tito's, and you're right. like, "Oh, I like this." Right. Yeah. Keep people uh, on edge. That's the goal. Uh, okay, I would love to have access to your men's league tape, by the way. So maybe we should spin that up. Wyatt Robinson says, with a healthy goodie, Damask, Garrier, and DGL, who had good numbers coming in, the Illini should improve shooting. I still don't get that, you guys. I'm trying. I still don't get it. I'm looking forward to DGL, TSJ, goodie, Damask, and Hawk can do. I'm really hopeful DGL goes off. How deep do you see Daddy Brad's rotation being in close games? Um I, to me, it feels like it's still going to be like the different guys every night thing with this team. And I want to, I'm excited to watch them. They're going to make the whole game available today. I think we're both going to try and lock in and see it. But I don't get the sense this is like a clear five starters thing. It's going to be like every night it's a different guy. Can I, can I say one positive thing that I feel like Illinois fans should be happy about sure. at this point, at this point of the offseason? In no press conferences or quotes or anything else, we have yet to hear the word positionalist basketball. That's a win. That is a big win. That's a win. It's a huge win. User, a bunch of letters says, what's the intro song? Also, while we're here, Trent Frazier is the goat. 
Uh, I still, I don't know the name or the name of the person who made the song. It's just an instrumentalist I found on YouTube and I bought it for like 40 bucks to use commercially. I have like six of them, by the way, and they're all heat for the record. Um, so got them in the back pocket when needed. And uh, Trent Frazier is the GOAT. I'll let that comment pass for today. That's okay. We'll let that slide. That's that crazy boy, you're letting it pass just because you heard of his bar escapades. That boy from Illinois says, no real comment. Just wanted to say that I was here before the sleepers made it big. Shout out that boy from Illinois. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. Stay low and build. Three is better than two. Kevin Lucas. Good to see you, Kev. Says, next episode, I just want to tell y'all, or I'm sorry, I just want y'all to tell the world that Indiana is below mediocre. Okay, guards and no real go-to scorer. Shaking my head. They fans are misguided. Kev, guess what, my friend? We got a topic just for you today. Coming up next, CFB Addict says, I love the condiments dissed by G-Wizzy. They're overrated. Yes, you're right. Uh, condiments are best used as compliments. Like if you're if you're telling me about food and the first thing you tell me is the sauce was fire, that says something about the food. That's my stance. I don't want to comment on the situation. Yeah, because you are, you're an over condiment user. You overindulge in the condiments. I don't like your tone. I'm just saying. It's a that it, people different strokes for different folks. I'm just saying. Call the FBI. I put mustard in my hot dog. Uh, did you, but like if you eat the hot dog and someone's like, How was that hot dog? You're like, Oh, that mustard slapped. Like, what does that say about the hot dog, my friend? It says a lot. Okay. Seymour Butts 420 says hit up Raid Shadow Legends. They sponsored the entire internet. I don't know what that is. Never seen that in my life. Might have to give that a Google, Seymour. That was the final comment of the day. Thank you to the comment section. A lot of good stuff. As always, keep them coming. Let's move on today, Cart, to Kev's topic, the Indiana Hoosiers. I'll set the table with this. I think we just dropped our Indiana grades video on the Field of 68. I recorded that one with the lovely Jeff Goodman, who is an honorary Hoosier, by the way. His daughter goes to Indiana. And uh, we went in depth on this roster, what they did and didn't do this off season. And I was struck the more I went through it, cart their front court's so talented. I have no idea how it fits together. I'm still pretty worried about that, but they didn't do anything in the backcourt. Like they didn't address the guard position whatsoever. Xavier Johnson's back, but he was not great last year before he was shut down and then he was shut down. And I think this team's planning on playing Trey Galloway, like 32 minutes at the two. I think that's it. And then like now he's not playing the three and now you're playing three bigs. It's a weird, weird roster construction. They got a couple freshmen like Gabe cups has a lot of buzz right now. He might work his way in. I like what I've seen from him, but um, in general, I feel like people have placed this Indiana team in the middle of the pack in the big 10 somewhere in that like promising Illinois range where you could talk your way all the way up to like third or fourth on them. But also, you wouldn't be surprised if this team fell all the way to like seventh or eighth and were a bubble-ish team. What are your expectations for Indiana this season? Yeah, I just think that they, you know, I saw your off-season grade video, and I actually was on the same page with you on as far as what the grade should be for this team. I did not think it was too harsh, uh, as I've thought in some other, you know, previous videos. I gave them a C for the just for anybody that hasn't seen it. They got a Sorry, C. Yeah, right? yeah, gave us, and I, I truly think it because. You know, yes, you add a guy who you see on draft boards that is going to be, you know, a top 10 pick according to some services. And, you know, you see the videos being released by Gavoni and you see all this, you know, talent and potential that Kiel Ware has. But you really can't put behind the fact that this was a guy who 
I, I I don't know how to put it without sounding absolutely awful, but it might be the worst motor that I've watched on a basketball player in a long, long time. It really looked like he was mentally checked out and, you know, you didn't get to see all the physical tools that he had because of how checked out he was and how bad his motor was. And this team just doesn't fit to me. That's really what it comes down to. It doesn't fit. And even if there are strings to pull to kind of make some things work, because there's been teams that, you know, I can't think of off the top of my head that have come into a season. I'm like, that team doesn't fit. But coaching and players emerge and you're able to pull some strings and things come together. I don't have faith in Mike Woodson that he's the coach that's going to pull strings to make things work. I would feel a lot differently about this Indiana team if they were able to get, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher his last name. Is it Dalton Connect? Oh, yeah, Dalton. Wow, you crushed that. Was that it? Yeah. Wow, that's special. Okay, wow, I never do that. L- listen, d- your barber really did some shit, man. What is this? <laughs> I don't know. But if like you throw him at the two instead of Galloway and you had that shooting that is much needed with this team, I feel a lot better about this team. Honestly, I love the additional wear, and I sound stupid because you have to add – you really do. Like if some guy with that much talent wants to come to your school, you add him. But I also can't help but think, like, how might this team look if you get a Dalton Connect and then maybe you have Mbako at the four and Renault at the five? I just don't know how this is necessarily going to work. I like Mackenzie Mbako, but the, him at the three, it just scares me for some reason. So I just – way too many question marks, and I'm not a Woodson believer. So that's kind of where I come from with my Indiana takes. Yeah, I think I'm a little less negative on Woodson specifically than you are. I definitely don't view him as like, oh, he's going to get a team to overachieve like crazy. But I I think you in general are more just like, I'm out. I don't trust him across the board. And I don't feel that way. I'm just like, eh, we'll see. Like, he's fine. We know he can coach. He was in the NBA. We know he can recruit right now. But I have questions about like his roster construction more than anything. Um, I, I just think there's so much to question with this team, if that makes sense. And the the answers to these questions might be positive. Like, that's where I want to start. It's not like you're looking at this roster and being like, oh, there's a huge hole the way you are with Illinois, who is, is still going to be a very good team, but you're looking at Illinois. Like they do not have a point guard. There isn't a hole for Indiana. There isn't something where you're like, there is their death. Their death is. Okay, but that de- I feel like you can criticize depth for a lot of teams, right? Maybe Indiana's is harsher, but like they're at least on paper is an answer at every position that they would need an answer at. You, know, um, you, you wouldn't say there's a question mark at the two. I, I think their answer is Trey Galloway. Do I like that answer? No, but I can see an answer is the point, right? Okay. Like, and but I want to go through some of the other questions because. To me, this team's season hinges on Xavier Johnson. Like to not add a high profile transfer, and we know Indiana was involved recruiting some high profile transfers in the backcourt, to not land one means that this entire season now hinges on Xavier Johnson. And the health of his foot, too. And the health of his foot. And last year, I was very pro Xavier Johnson. I made a bet with Tristan Freeman and busting brackets. I made a bet that he would finish first team all conference because I was so impressed with how he finished his final month and a half of the season prior when Indiana stormed back to make the NCAA tournament. His numbers were incredible. I saw it with my own eyes. He's stunning in Indianapolis. I'm sitting courtside and he's sending my Michigan team packing in the first round of the big 10 tournament. Like I bought that that player could be that player every single game. He wasn't that player at the beginning of the season. Now, part of that is because TJD and Hochefino were both pretty damn good and required having the ball. But 
Johnson wasn't the guy I expected him to be. So now you're expecting a guy to come off an injury off extended time down and play at a level consistently he hasn't played for his entire career, and there's no backup plan. There is no, like, uh, uh, what is it? Like, Gabe Cups is the backup plan, I guess, but you don't want that. You want Cups to be a complimentary piece. You don't want him to be like, okay, he might have to be our point guard if things go poorly with Xavier Johnson. Now, moving beyond that, because that's my biggest concern, I do think this team has an argument, Cart, for having the most talented front court in the country. I don't think that's exaggeration. I think that there's a world where Renault, where Kalel Ware, and where Mbako are all individually first-round picks next year. It's possible that happens. Renault, Renault too. I think it's possible. Now, it's it's not likely because their individual success almost negatively affects the other two. Like I don't I don't think there's a world where all three of these guys play to their 100% ceiling at the same time because in their best version of themselves they would play the same positions. So the other thing that's the elephant in the room here which you kind of alluded to is like there are very serious I don't know the right I want to be careful. There are serious personality concerns with Kalelware. And that plagued his entire time at Oregon, which was a very bad Oregon team. He was the most talented player on that team and he was in and out of the rotation. So I'm optimistic in general on Ware's game. I loved him as a recruit. I remember talking to you about him when he was in high school, like this dude's a superstar. I think Ware is the most talented player in the big 10 as far as NBA talent. I think he is the most talented player in the big 10. And I think he is the type of guy this conference hasn't seen in years but I also think he's a head case and I'm terrified about the fact that he's now on a team with Renault, who's not a head case and with Mbako who views himself as a one and done. There's a lot of guys in that front court that are all viewing themselves as the centerpiece of that front court. And only one of those three can be the centerpiece of that front court. So I don't, have you seen the stuff like Renault put like a a camp Sanderson style before and after out yesterday? Yeah. I thought it was photoshopped for the record. So did I. I, it wasn't photoshopped. I don't think. Are you sure? Do I, I need it, to go back and check? It wasn't photoshopped. I think it is. All the comments were like, "This is a huge credit to our strength staff." I I, I was under the impression that it was. If it isn't, that's insane. I mean, Sam Vecini quotes we didn't said. I think Renault's in for a huge year. At Indiana. He's a dude in the front court. He's the dude in the front court. I don't, it's not Photoshop card. That's a real picture of Malik Renault. <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm like, and then there's video of Kalel Ware at, uh, I, I don't know what it was. Wasn't it like a pro day or something? Uh, I think it's like the Nike, uh, Elite yeah, the camp. Nike, Nike Academy or whatever. Yeah. Nike Academy. Kalel Ware's popping off the charts visually in the drills they're running there. So like, who's the guy, I guess is my question. Cause I, I only think one of them can be the guy this year. Who's the guy in the Indiana front court? Well, this is the thing with me, too. Um, one, looking back on that Renault picture, that's insane, like, that he had that transformation. And vertical leap went up four and a half inches. Like, that's crazy, too, at his size. But the thing is, with that Renault clip, I'm not the Renault clip, with the wear clip, that's, like, that is Kiel Ware. Like, he's going to look great in that setting. And everything's doing good. He's getting the Gavoni clip, and everything's going well. The pushback that I had with a lot of Indiana fans, at least like in my mentions, is that, oh, um, TJD was a guy who had like some motor issues and like playing hard issues, I guess, earlier in his career. I personally didn't see that. I guess I didn't watch him closely enough. 
But, you know, I'm taking their word for it that he's a guy who had those issues. But it's not just a motor issue with Keo where it's like an actual, like, he might bring down the vibes of the team with like an it's a it's a motor and also possibly an attitude problem and that's like a really scary combination because that type of mentality can affect the rest of the players on the team and himself so like it could go i can see a world where it goes really really bad for this indiana team is mike woodson the guy to like push him and you know get him on the right track maybe he is if that's the case, then I'm going to have to change my stance on Mike Woodson. I'll be that guy to walk back and eat crow on that. If he yeah. does do that this season, like I'm on record saying, I will come on here and I will apologize and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. But I got to see it first. And I think there's an argument that um, that that Woodson is the perfect coach to get that out of where, given how he developed Trace Jackson. Because they can both snap. <laughs> Maybe that. But no, TJD really like... I think we need to give TJD more credit for the jump he took last year. Like people, people kind of just accepted it and sort of shrugged it off, talked about it in the moment. But like TJD went from a guy that honestly was the recipient of a lot of jokes about like, he's just going to put up empty numbers to no, he's the second best player in the country. And Oh, by the way, he went two and zero against the best player in the country. Like that's wild. That's, that's wildly impressive to me. And I think Woodson does deserve a lot of credit for, unlocking whatever was inside of TJD for that year. So like, okay, where is super talented? If where does play to his maximum potential, he's going to be a monster. It's a good test for Mike Woodson. It's a tough test, but it's a good, t- it's like an AP exam of Kalel Ware here. Like uh, hopefully Mike Woodson studied because this is going to be a tough one. And last thing I'll say, it's going to be a scary sight for the big 10. If he does play to like that top 10 potential level, because yeah. there ain't nobody in the league that can check that. Yeah, he he's just wired and built so completely differently than players this league has seen. I'm pretty excited to watch it. Um, all right, so let's say gun to your head, Cart. Where does this team finish this season? Because again, I you could tell me they finished third. You could tell me they finish tenth or eleventh in this con. I said quote disaster potential on the field of sixty eight grade video. Where do they finish at the end of the season? Oof. You know what? I'm going to flip my narrative just a little bit. I'm going to say that Woodson gets a little bit out of where. I'm not saying he reaches his full potential. I'm going to say he gets a little bit out of it. And still, I'll, I'd still say with how it fits, I'll say seventh. Okay. Between seven and eight for me. I think that's about the median outcome here. Like, I think if you simulated this a thousand times, I think Indiana finishes seventh the most, more than any other position. Um, Oh man, I I the more I just keep talking about this, you basically need Xavier Johnson to be healthy and good for a whole season. You need Gabe Cups to give you something like 20 minutes a game minimum at Big Ten level and shoot the ball well. You need the front court guys to all get along and at least one of them to be an NBA level talent. If those three things happen, then I think Indiana's a lock NCAA tournament team. The problem for me, Cart, is I would bet on the over-under being a half of those three things happen. I don't think Xavier Johnson will stay healthy or play well, even if he is healthy. I don't think this front court's going to get along, and I think it's 50-50 if Gabe Cups is a guy or not. So, Oh, no, Gabe, Gabe Cups is the next Jordan Holes. 
I, which I would love that that's still that Indiana team with Oladipo Hulls, Wofford Zeller um, is still my second favorite big 10 team of all time behind the Illinois group. Um, Greatest miss alley of all time by Oladipo. Right. I, I mean, I was, I wanted that to go in and I'm a Michigan fan, but yeah, I, it's going to be harsh. I'm sorry to Indiana fans that made it all the way to this video. You can chirp me. It's fine. I think Indiana finishes 10th in the big 10 and misses Oof. the tournament. <laughs> I think they missed the tournament. What Gregory. You didn't have to do both. I think they missed the tournament. You didn't have to say both. It's scary. There's a lot of guys that I don't think will like each other in that locker room. It's scary. Okay, stop standing and running away. Get back here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like Candy Stripes. I love Candy Stripes. Assembly Hall is incredible. Uh, I miss Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino. That's my stance. Uh, sorry. And I, we also had to honor Kev, who uh, told us to tell the world that Indiana is below mediocre. Well, there you go, Kev. Well, there you I go, deliver. Kev. All right. Let's move on. Uh, you asked for this topic today. Team USA. Highly divisive thoughts on Team USA. Uh, an odd roster. It's the FIBA World Cup. So none of the big boys, none of the Olympians that would show up to the Olympics are here. Instead, we have a team whose best player is either Anthony Edwards or Tyrese Halliburton or Jalen Brunson, depending on who you ask. Brandon um, I wouldn't throw Ingram in there. Maybe you can. But I, do you like this team? Are the concerns valid? Because they struggled in the scrimmage the other night, and then they blew them out in the fourth quarter. And there's the whole they lost to the select team thing. Shout out Kate Cunningham, by the way. What do you make of this? I just think there's way too much either. I, I don't know what the what the phrase is to use, like things are too far apart, feast or famine. Like, no, this team isn't going to cakewalk to a gold medal. Like, that's not going to happen. They might not even cakewalk to the gold medal game. But the overreactions that are happening with this team right now are wild to me. Like, people are acting like it's going to be worse than in 2019. Like, that's not going to happen with this team. Um, it was the first you know, scrimmage, I guess, against a real team, I would say, you know, that first time playing together in that setting, I think there's strings to be pulled with this team. Like, I think that Kerr can do some things with this team to make it run more efficiently. But at the end of the day, this team does have some talent. They're young guys that I guess will be like prime for breakouts. Um, and, you know, in the next coming years, as far as being all-stars and things like that. But I just think that there's just way too many overreactions going with, you know, this Team USA team. And the second takeaway I would have from it is that I can't believe Trey Young's not on this team. That's the last thing I'll say about it. Yeah, doesn't that just come back to, like, people seem to not like Trey Young? Yeah, that. And I actually saw an interesting thing uh, on Gilbert Arena's podcast, and he was talking about how it was a shoe company politics thing. Because oh, Trey wow. Young is Adidas. Nike is obviously the USA sponsor. Uh, they got some Jordan players on the team. They got Nike athletes, no Adidas athletes on wow. the team. Now, I don't know if that's an actual theory to be looked into, but it is something I could definitely, you know, maybe see. But I just hate hearing the narrative like, oh, Trey Young's too little, always oh, too small. Like, Trey Young is one of the best point guards in the NBA. If you aren't taking the top tier level point guards, he should be one of the point guards in consideration. Yeah, I love Trey Young. He would take Jalen Brunson in every guard on this team's lunch. Also, is it. Is it that there's no Adidas players on the team because they took all Nike guys? Or is it that there's no Adidas players on the team because Austin Reeves, Bobby Portis, Walker Kessler, Cam Johnson, Josh Hart are on the team? Are those guys Nike guys? Do those, I, I do think, those guys I, have anything? I like, think they are. 
Good God, man. Like what? I don't even know. Like th those guys are foot joy guys. Those guys aren't Nike guys. Like this roster is the weakest I've ever seen associated with team USA. Anything. It just is what it is. Like you can look back on the weird world cup years where they lost or had issues and it was gross basketball, whatever those teams still had like a hall of famer there. Like who's, who's a no brainer hall of famer on this team. I mean, there's no, it's tough to make any of these guys no brainer Hall of Famers because they're so damn early in their career. Right. But like, that's my issue. <laughs> it's like, it's an unserious roster. Like, to me, is stepping back broadly, I think like 20 years from now, if we look back at this roster, I think we're looking at like, okay, Paolo Bancaro was on this roster. He's going to be awesome. I think he probably is a Hall of Famer one day. Jared? Anthony, Anthony Edwards should be. Uh, Outside of that, I don't think anybody is. I don't, I don't think I think Jaron's like maybe he makes an All Star team or two. Like, he already made he already made one and was Defensive Player of the Year. Right. I I think did he actually make an All Star team? Yeah. I'm fact checking that. I'm shocked by that. Defensive Player of the Year too. I knew he was Defensive Player of the Year, but like, okay, he didn't make an All Star team. He did. He didn't. I think he did. 2023 All Star. Oh, I yeah. I made him making his first. You were actually right. And you dropped the ball right at the moment to take your victory lap. Um, but like, that's, I don't know, man. I don't know. And I, I don't mean to be harsh. Cause like at the end of the day, who cares? It's, it's basketball and it's fun to watch. And it's the FIBA world cup. Like, I hope they win. I'm not going to be devastated if they don't, but like if this team played a seven game series against the Denver nuggets right now, who wins? <laughs> I think Team USA wins. I think the Nuggets win in six. No, I think Team USA wins. Okay, Probably we'll see. Six. I mean, part of part of it might just be familiarity. Like, maybe give this team a year to practice together, then maybe they would. But, like, I really – it's going to be interesting to see them play Luka because they're playing Luka soon. They play Luka Saturday. Right. If Luka beats this team, what's the panic level for you? But that Slovenian team is actually good, aren't they? Are they better than the Denver Nuggets? <laughs> like, they, got, they got Jordan Morgan. Jordan Morgan's their center card. The oh, team's good no. now. Okay, hold on. I'm not even worried about Luka now. God forbid I got to see Jordan Morgan put Jaron Jackson Jr. in hell. That's <laughs> going to make my life all out. That will end the streak of episodes. I'm not recording Monday if that happens. Yeah, that's all downside for you. There's there's no upside. Of there's this no upside. The Jaron Cooks, Jordan Morgan is... is uh, did it. Yeah, Jared. we'll see. I, I wanted to do a, a draft. Like if we could fix this World Cup roster, who would we draft? And I think we might do that next week. Um, but there's a lot of guys. I would like I think if I'm going up and down, if I could pick 12 guys and obviously you got to assume they would actually play. But if I could play 12, 12 guys that are under a certain age, under a certain amount of whatever all stars titles, whatever you want to call it. The only guys on this team I would have, I think, are Ben Caro. Edwards, Halliburton, Ingram, Jaron. I think that's it. And the other seven are all like, shout out to the Nova guys. That's cute. They're friends. We get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that really what we're doing here? Like, I mean, yeah, I see the same. Like, shit. I would even, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, I would even take like Desmond Bain on this team over. I know, I know you need like the Josh Hart types on the team. But I don't know. Do guys. we? What is? Do we? Do we need that? Like, isn't the reason he's on this team? He's friends with Jalen Brunson. He's just like a vibes guy. Like, he, you okay. know, how like Theo Pinson stays in the league. Like, not saying like Theo Pinson is like the same level as Josh Hart, 
Like Josh Hart's just an all-time vibes guy. And you do need vibes guys in the locker room. We got a few too many vibes guys on this team. Like Bobby Portis is on this team. He better bring some great vibes, some fantastic vibes, my friend. Uh, okay, so we're on the opposite sides on Team USA. I'm worried about it, but I don't care that I'm worried about it. You're not worried about it. Do you care? Are, do you I care have, either I way? Have a, I have a USA future that they won this. Okay, so you do care. Yeah. Maybe I should place a future. That might get me to care on this. I'll hit you up offline at the end of the recording, and we can figure that out. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions. Uh, we're going to football for our final topic today. Reports that the scrimmage against the Giants yesterday resulted in a total evisceration. The Lions played them off the field, won every single element of this from every reporter I could find, both Lions reporters, Giants reporters, unbiased partisans that were just there. Uh, red zone drill, dominated. Jameer Gibbs, multiple touchdowns. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, multiple sacks. Gardner Johnson making plays and chirping at a former lion who is now in the Giants secondary telling him you don't have the grit to be a lion like uh, Goff had someone open every play is the report and the lions just let him know about it and played them off the field uh where's your lions hype meter at right now you've downplayed everything this offseason until now I downplayed everything in my life with the Lions because if there's one thing that happens is when I get excited about this football team or, you know, I guess I sip the Kool-Aid, it just, it comes back to bite me. And I'm a lifelong Lions fan. I My, my Sundays, you know, hinge on Lions performances, unfortunately. I know it's just a very sad thing to hear, but it is the way it is. Shout out to my dad for instilling that one pride mentality in me. He could have made me a fan of any team, but didn't matter. I was in the silver dome going through hell. What I will say is that I think that everyone should be on board and have expectations with this team and be excited about this team. Top five offensive line. We're going to have a top 10 offense. We're going to have defensive playmakers. That's key. We're going to have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. That's not something we have. CJ Gardner Johnson's going to be a playmaker. Year two of Hutch is going to be good. Like we're going to have playmakers on the other side of the ball. I love the secondary signings. It is not unfair to expect this team to make the playoffs. I will be sad the Lions don't make the playoffs this year. They should make the playoffs. That should be the goal. And I'm not saying I need them to go far in the playoffs. Yes, I think I want them to win a playoff game. I think that'd be the first step into kind of shaking that old feel of same old Lions and same old that. But this team is going to make the playoffs. And then the hype is real. And I'm buying in. Wow. I'm a little scared. That I'm hearing I'm you say these words. I'm scared too, Greg. I am, but it's time for me to be serious. This team is making the playoffs. They are. They're the best team in the division for sure. And uh, I'm not a football expert by any means, but I know the rosters. I know that uh, with Aaron Rodgers out and all of the momentum Detroit has this offseason and just jumps from guys, young guys that were good and promising in the second half of last season, like. This team's the most talented team in the division. They also, back to your vibes guys point, there's a lot of vibes guys in this locker room. I think this locker room like loves each other and loves their coaching staff for the first time in decades of the Detroit Lions. Like That's such a new feeling. And uh, I think Dan Campbell deserves a lot of credit, man. Before a game is even played, like now if they underachieve this year, I'll be the first guy to bring a pitchfork out and crucify him. But... <laughs> 
uh, like right now, I couldn't be more in on the Dan Campbell era. And I can't believe I'm saying that after his first season was just him going for every fourth down and <laughs> losing all the time because of it. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say you're saying that now, but wait till the first time he's just going for fourth and sixteen from his own thirty. Are you a little bummed it's the Chiefs first? Cause like it obviously it's gonna be fun the night of. I I won't be more excited for anything in the world than that. But like, doesn't it suck that we're probably starting 0 1? It does, and it also sucks because if we do win that football game, you think people are excited now. Imagine if we beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Yeah. And That's I don't true. want any of the, and I don't want any of the media glazing either. We know where y'all stand. Stay on that side. What did you make of uh, Jared Goff's comments? He came out and basically said, oh, you know how our beat writers work. Like, we we don't get any of the credit. Like, it, you, did you see that whole snippet? Yeah, I did. But, like, I just don't understand why he's attacking. Like, beat writers got to go through more hell on earth than anybody covering this Lions team, to be honest. Like, yeah. they deserve they deserve to be, I guess, reserved. And I guess I'm, I'm the same way, so I guess I relate to, like, how the writers are. Like, being reserved having some negative kind of thoughts about this. And then, I don't know, they're just calling it like it is. Like, this is a Lions team that has generally underachieved mostly. Like, and they were underachieving last year until we went on that run at the end of the season. Like, let's not forget, this team was, what, one and six to start the season? One and five? Yeah. They they were stinking it up. So let's let's relax a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this year. It's dangerous how excited I am. I'm I'm glad. It's good to see genuine optimism from you on anything, <laughs> let alone the Lions. What the hell? Are you, are you are you calling me not optimistic? Well, no, you're just a man who says you don't believe in dreams, and I think in general you you like to be cynical. Other than about Michigan State basketball, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, do you have a Detroit Lions dream? Currently, yeah. Do you have a dream for the Lions, or are you? you no, I don't have dreams. Screw that. Let's see what happens. Week one. Game. That's all I want. That's a dream. So you're dreaming of a Detroit Lions playoff win. It's a goal. <laughs> Very clear distinction there. Okay. Uh, I hope the Lions are good so we can keep talking about them because I would like to spend time on the show talking about them if, as if college they go football. To a, if they go to a Super Bowl, Gregory, we are there. We're going? Yeah. Okay. We're going. I'm in. <laughs> like by any means, we're going. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Uh, where is it this year? See, that's that's how I know you're not prepared. You don't think this team can actually do it. You don't know already. If that was me, and, if that was me, and I had genuine Super Bowl beliefs of this team, I know the date, everything, exactly where it is. But I don't. I don't have those beliefs. Okay. Well, sorry. Well, I didn't say anything about Super Bowl this year, did I? I do have a uh, Detroit Lions Bud Light in my fridge that I've had for 11 years now. That has a sticky note super glued taped like multiple times around it that says do not drink saving for lions super bowl so uh, i will be drinking that beer the moment the detroit lions win the super bowl i can't wait for it and i'll drive to the hospital shortly after (laughs) it will be fun let's end the show with one big thing presented by bigby bigby is a place that you can get coffee. There are Big B locations all over the country, Carter, but specifically in the state of michigan here in kalamazoo and in ferndale where you live bigby Get your iced coffee at Bigby. What's your one big thing today, Carter? Uh, my one big thing is going to be non-sports related today, and it's going to be about manners, okay? It shocks me because I go out, you know, around the around the city every single day, you know, maybe hit the grocery store, grab something from the corner store. It really mind boggles me 
that people just don't even say like a simple thank you or a you're welcome or just throw out a God bless you to someone who sneezes. Don't be like one of those people who like count sneezes and that, like, oh, I'm not saying God bless you. Manners go a long way. Saying thank you goes a long way. And it's extremely easy. And it's something I guess my parents instilled in me when I was younger. And that goes on to this day. Honestly, I probably take it too far. I still call adults that I've known my whole life Mr. and Mrs. I still say Mr. and Mrs. Waddell. I say Mr. and Mrs. Coburn to my wife's parents. Just the way I am. Have manners. Say thank you. Appreciate people in service who are doing things for you and doing their job. Just have have some, I don't know, have some congeniality. Like be be kinder. Have some manners. I like this energy. I think we need more kindness in the world in general. Maybe we've gone soft though. Is that a soft statement? No, I, that's the thing. I feel like people are just waking up bad nowadays. Like wake up and go do something and do something nice today. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the people in my mentions that are mad at me for all the off season grades videos would take that to heart. Hey, I, I mean, you, you see what I do, Greg, I get attacked in my mentions and I usually just say, you know what? Noted. Hope your day goes well. What was your response to the guy yesterday? Um, I'm honest. I make mistakes. I'll be the second to admit it. That's why I need you in my mentions to check me when I'm tripping. Yeah, respect. Uh, for all the dogs this week, you excited for that? Oh, it's up. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, are we expect? Do we think it's going to be a top tier Drake album? I mean, we we I think we can admit there are there are hits and there are misses as far as Drake albums go. I think I think it will be. Uh, and I don't know if this changes how you're going to feel about the album, Gregory. But as of like. Two hours ago, I'll be participating in a beer Olympics at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Oh, the beer Olympics, the week you got to cut the day after a Drake album drops and the Lions have buzz that they're Super Bowl bound and Michigan State's a top five team in the country. And Michigan's recruiting a division two kid from North Idaho. <laughs> That is correct. I'm terrified of you right now. Uh, wow. Man, I'm glad one of us is doing well. My one big thing of the day, do you know what was happening exactly four years ago today? For your, uh, your bachelor party. This is my bachelor party four years ago today. I'm getting the whole like memories from four years ago. Videos are popping up on the timeline. First of all, wow, life has changed since then. Oh, yeah. uh, second of all, great week, arguably the greatest week of my life. Third of all, the first night of my bachelor party began primarily with we're all just sitting like sitting around a bonfire, having some beverages responsibly. Of course, you were chopping wood throughout the night. But the night essentially culminated, built up to this big climax of a moment where uh, you and I played a seven-game series of rock, paper, scissors. And every time someone lost, they had to take a pull from a bottle of tequila. I lost a lot of rock, paper, scissors games that night. And I just want the world to know, you are incredible at rock, paper, scissors. Thank you. So much so to the fact that I want to play rock, paper, scissors against you right now. Will it work? Yeah. Okay. Can, uh, can we also note that you wore the candy stripe Indiana pants for the first day? I did. Yeah, I, I was did. wearing. Yeah, there were a lot of jerseys thrown around that week. Um, uh, Markel Fultz Sixers jersey. There was some random stuff that week. On shoot, of course. All right. Just one time or best two out of three? 
I think just one, right? This is All a right, true yeah. test. This is a big moment for you. All right. You ready? One. Yep. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. That's me. Wow. Hey, you know what? After we just realized the whole world is coming up, Car, you needed to be humbled. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to do my job. I'm here to hold you accountable. You haven't done shit yet, Car. You better win that Beer Olympics. You better not just show up to that Beer Olympics. You better dominate that Beer Olympics. And then you better tell people where they can find Sleepers Media on the way out, my friend. We are Sleepers Media, presented by Sleepers Media. We will be here again tomorrow as we are every single Monday through Friday. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.